What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carry me, Jody. Welcome back to Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We're going to be here for a while now. Uh, after a Super Bowl respite, a couple days before, a couple days after. Glad to be back here on Birds 365 with my partner, John McMullen. J-Mac, how was your Super Bowl pre and post week? Well, I wish I could have told you. I jetted off to the south of France or even <laughs> Key West, but uh, I finally got hit. I finally got hit with a cold, but it's a non-COVID illness. So I didn't even know those existed anymore, Jody, but here we are. Um, so, but it's not that bad. I, uh, you know. Good to hear you're doing all right. And, you know, what's probably contributing to it is this friggin' wacky weather. Uh, yeah. There's snow all over my yard two days ago. I know. Now it's all gone. I got the dog out this morning. It's already like 55 degrees. How the hell can you keep from getting sick at this time of the year with the weather going up? And yeah, down it's going to be now. in the 60s today. Yeah, and then it's snow. You're right. It is wacky. So uh, that's this time of year. So, But we're back, and that's the positive part. And I don't know what that was. But, uh, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, birds 365 back 365 and we'll talk. And by the way, you know, I got to bring this up. Our long local nightmare is over locally. You know, you've been still doing it. That's Ben Simmons is out of town. Oh, so whoa, I want to mention whoa. that. <laughs> uh, and now we're back in draft mode, combine mode. The combine starts March 1st. Uh, the new league year is March 16th. So that's the beauty of the NFL. They get right back into it. So we talk, start talking about free agency. We'll get into the draft. NFL, man, they know what they're doing with the calendar. I've been saying it for years. Before we look ahead, because you're right, we're now two weeks away, less than two weeks away, 11 days away from the start of the combine and less than a month away from the beginning of the NFL season. Uh, before we look ahead, let's look back. Super Bowl Sunday, congrats to the Los Angeles Rams. They win their first ever L.A. title. They won one with Coach Dick Vermeil. Congratulations to him for the well-deserved honor of being. By the way, did St. Louis get mentioned? 
they they clearly did not want to use the term St. Louis with the Rams because Which, of... oh oh by the way and, and we're tying a bunch of things together uh, the other night after the Sixers Suns James Harden got their asses handed to them by the Boston Celtics by almost fifty points they interviewed uh, Jason Tatum after the game who had an unbelievable game. And said, uh, "Did you enjoy the Super?" He said, "Congrats to the St. Louis Rams." He was going there. The NFL might not go there, but yeah. Jason Tatum did, and I just did. Yeah, because it's Dick Vermeil, and he just made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I'm going to give him a nod. The Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl, and it was kind of typical of this season, John, um, in the fact that we were 30 seconds away from the end of the game and it had yet to be decided because the Bengals yeah. had the ball and were on the Rams side of the field and uh, came up short. Aaron Donald making a big play and Burrow had to throw a ill-advised pass and fell incomplete on fourth down. Um, so it was much like the rest of the postseason. Great because it hung in the balance till the very last minute. But the level of play, other than a couple of individuals, Aaron Donald, as previously mentioned, Cooper Cup, the MVP, it was a blase Super Bowl for me. How about for you? Uh, I, I, I think it was fine. I, I think you're right in the modern NFL, and I think we ended the season with seven consecutive one-possession games that essentially came down to the last play. Uh, you know, we had all those walk-offs in a row, but even the games that weren't walk-offs, uh, the team behind had a chance to win it, big fourth down stop. So I think that drama is exciting. I do think, you know, that fourth and one kind of snuck up on people. I, I don't know if it was the broadcast or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is the game right here at fourth and one. And Aaron Donald made the big play. And I, you mentioned Joe Burrow, I'll tell you what, he 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 almost completed that stinking thing. And if it was a better uh, uh, running back who who could catch the ball a little bit better than P. Ryan, who knows? Uh, you know, they they convert that. Who knows what happens? I I you know I I don't think that the opponents coming into the game is probably not the sexiest group of opponents. Los Angeles. For the market size, I mean, you saw with the parade yesterday, Jody, nobody cares in Los Angeles about professional football. Um, the NFL, obviously, because of the weather, and the weather was great and all that kind of stuff, and, and building the campus for NFL media with the stadium, spending $5 billion. They want a presence in that market, but it's not a great football market. And then the Cincinnati Bengals are – the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's not exactly um, a high-profile market. Joe Burrow's still a young player. You know, maybe 10 years from now when he develops, if he develops into a, a, a consistent superstar quarterback, maybe that narrative will change. But I think that coming into the game, the opponents were less than overwhelming, and I think that's where probably the game itself, though, I mean, anytime you're – that late in the game, fourth and one, that's pretty good. I, I can't complain about that part of it. Right. As I said, the fact that it went to 59-30 before the game was decided, it can only be so bad. But how many plays from that game are you going to remember 10 years from now? Um, I'll remember the Matthew Stafford throw that everybody 
made a big deal to no look throw. Um, Aaron Donald making the play at the end of the game because that's one of the greatest players of the generation, arguably the best defensive player of the generation. Look, Cooper Cup, I think that game markedly changed, Jody, when Odell Beckham went down because people kind of forget, you know, Robert Woods has been gone. He's been out for a while, basically, since they got OBJ. Tyler Higby's their second-best receiver. He was out. So the Rams were down to using Ben Skoranek, and, you know, who was the third receiver on Notre Dame last year, uh, and Van Jefferson, who – you know, probably should have stepped up a little bit more, but he added a lot of stuff. People saw that. He was his wife gave birth after the game. He had a lot on his mind. The Rams were down to fumes when it came to their playmakers, and they couldn't run the ball. Couldn't you run the ball that. at all. Couldn't why did the they ball. why I I I know we like the second guest coaches as they coach in the Super Bowl, but McVay kept not the fact that he ran the ball, he kept running acres. Akers yeah. is averaging one yard per carry. Yeah. One yard per carry. And he keeps feeding them. When they get Henderson back, when they got Sony Michelle sitting on the bench, what the hell's he? I know that Cam Akers is probably their lead back going into next year. Who cares? It's a Super Bowl. The only thing you should be worried about is winning this game. And he kept riding Cam Akers, which I couldn't understand. Yeah, and the same thing with Zach Taylor and, you know, why is Joe Mixon not on the field? You, you can always look at at the coaching, and we talked, you know, back to the NFC Championship game, which I thought wasn't the best game for Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan, to be honest, but they were in the game. And I think it was Mike Tanier who said it, so I'll give him a shout-out when he was on the show uh, before we went on vacation. He's like, maybe we put too much emphasis on in the moment in, in that – Coaching is more about preparation and more about getting your team prepared during the week. I tend to agree with them, but I know why people get upset in the moment. I see you shaking your head. I, yeah, I get I, it. But, I would be one of them. But I, I, I do think, you know, they're in that game. So I'm sitting there and I even ask myself, I sit, I'm sitting there and this was after the NFC championship game. And I said to myself and I said on the show and everybody heard me, I said, man, that was a poorly coached game. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, those guys are there. So, I mean, they're outperforming everybody else. So what am I missing? I, I don't know. Evidently, I'm missing something. Because I, I got to be honest, that I'll be, and I've said this for a while. I'm not as, as uh, I'm, I'm not as thrilled with Sean McVay as everybody else in this league. So I start to ask myself, I try not to be closed-minded. I say, what am I missing? What am I missing that everybody else loves? You know, because he's become really the new Andy Reid, and Kevin O'Connell is going to be introduced today in Minnesota. We know last year it was Brandon Staley. Uh, before that, it was Zach Taylor. Before that, it was Matt LaFleur. You know, I always joke, anybody who's ever had a coffee, anybody who's ever given Sean McVay a coffee can get an interview in this league. I, so I said to myself, what am I missing? And I still say to myself, and that's why I bring up Mike and say, well, that made me think about that. Maybe he's better at the preparation part. Maybe he's better at getting people prepared for the actual game. 
I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. I'm, 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 I was not thrilled with coaching either, but he's a Super Bowl champion. He's been to two Super Bowls in five years. He's 36 years old. There's five guys that have done that, Jody. Four of them, three of them are in the Hall of Fame already. The fourth is Mike Tomlin, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame when he retires. I mean, it's pretty good. It is. Uh, but here's the way I break it down, different than Mike Tanya and or you're suggesting now. You can absolutely critique slash criticize a coach for in-the-moment decisions. That, to me, that separates the really good coaches from the great coaches is the guys who make the right in the moment decisions 75, 80, 85% of the time. And yes, even within that group, there's big calls and then there's gigantic calls. And of course, the bigger the call it is, the more scrutiny it gets as it should be. You can do that. But then afterwards, you can widen back out, zoom back out and take the 3,000 foot look at it and go, yeah, we won the Super Bowl. And you're right, the 3,000-foot look becomes the look that sticks. And it should, because you're evaluating an entire season. It doesn't mean that you can't narrow focus and go, what the hell was he thinking about on that play? Sorry, but I know Bengals' first time Super Bowl, 33 years, Jack Taylor, blah, blah. How does he not have Joe Mixon on the field for the final two plays of the game? So my JP Ryan gets a carry on third and one, and then he gets the ball thrown to him on fourth and one. How is Joe Mixon not in the game? I'm sorry. That's a fair critique of Zach Taylor. Did he get the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl for the first time in 33 years? <laughs> yes, he did. So that's yeah. going to outweigh the couple of mistakes he made in the Super Bowl. But it doesn't mean you can't comment on him. Doesn't mean you can't. Well, no, I didn't him. say I didn't say you can't criticize him. I'm I'm saying I'm thinking I criticized both of them. I after the NFC Championship game, I said specifically on this particular program. I said, man, that was a poorly coached game. And then afterward, I said, you know, what am I missing with this guy? What am I missing? Uh, because I'm not thrilled. Like everybody else thinks Sean McVay walks on water. And I'm, I don't. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't see it. Um, but he's had more success than than just about anybody else over the past five years from a coaching perspective. And yeah, the first time he was in the Super Bowl, he got embarrassed by Bill Belichick. But again, we're talking about in the Super Bowl. And then we're talking about playoff runs and double-digit wins. Most of it's talent. I mean, let's be honest. Most of it's talent. Now we got this. You know, I've, I've been on the Matthew Stafford train for a long time. And now we got this discussion as the Hall of Fame quarterback. And even I say, no, no, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Slow your roll. I can't believe how easily people give out that honor. They give it to everybody now. They give it to everybody. I mentioned it with the NBA and role players and Robert Ori, and you brought up Andre Iguodala. No, that role players are not Hall of Fame players, period. End of sentence. Matthew Stafford's very good. Matthew Stafford's been very underrated because he was in a bad organization for a lot of years. Um, But then again, you know, Look at Joe Burrow. There's nobody more ill-prepared to win in this league than Cincinnati, for people that don't know. Cincinnati has the smallest scouting department in the NFL. They run their organization 
like Norman Brayman used to run the Eagles or Leonard Toast used to run the Eagles. Everything's shoestring budget. They can't hire assistants. The Eagles personnel department is three times the size of the Cincinnati Bengals. I used to always defend Marvin Lewis because people would make fun of Marvin Lewis because he made the playoffs but but lost in the Never playoffs. Won, right. Six out of seven years, I think it was. And I said, look at the Bengals before Marvin Lewis and then after Marvin Lewis, and you kind of get a feeling of, of how good he was. However, now you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And all of a sudden, the shoestring budget of a mess of an organization is in the stinking Super Bowl. So talent outweighs everything. Here's where your Hall of Fame comparison uh, ties into your coaching comparison. Yeah, you can watch Matthew Stafford make the big play, hit Cooper Cup. Uh, fourth quarter, win a Super Bowl. Oh, he's a super, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's over em- emphasis on in the moment. And then you step back and you take the 3,000 foot look and go, oh, no, he's not quite a Hall of Fame quarterback yet. So the 3,000 foot look is always going to be the bigger one, the more important the one, the one we should put more emphasis on. But you can micromanage, you can look at it and go, damn. What the hell was that coach thinking doing that right there at that time? Uh, you, you can do both. I, uh, I, What bothers me is when people look at the very narrow focus vote and go, oh, he's a bum if a coach makes a mistake. Or, oh, he's a Hall of Famer because he made a big play at a big spot. No, no, no. Just You can give him acknowledgement for making that big play or call him on the carpet for making that bad call, but then make sure you do back up and take a look at the big picture because, yeah big picture is that uh, Matthew Stafford is not a Hall of Famer yet. Took a significant step in that direction. He had to take a couple more before we get uh, into that one. All right. Uh, it is the Mac and Mac guys back here on Birds 365. Glad to be back with you guys. Missed uh, talking football on a day-in, day-out basis with my partner, Johnny Mac. Uh, we will have two individuals jump in with us to talk Super Bowl, League Gear, Eagles, and the like. This is Birds 365, so we get certainly an eagle slant. We got two good eagle guys scheduled to join us. A little later on in the show, our very own D-Gun from the Eagles postgame show here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Going to hop aboard. We know D-Gun has uh, very good relationships with uh, several of the eagle players. See if he's gotten any postseason conversations yet that may be telling. We got D-Gun up uh, in hour number two. But first up in hour number one. We're going to get our buddy Martin Frank up here to talk all things Philadelphia Eagles offseason with John McMullen and Jody McDonald. You've got us here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Glad to be back here on Birds 365. A little Super Bowl respite a couple days before, a couple days after, but we're back straight through for the combine, the NFL draft, uh, all the way up till the preseason. Yeah, we plan on being here for you basically day in and day out. And we plan on bringing you good guests who add to the Mac and Mac mix. And for that, we get our buddy Martin Frank up here, who once again is doing it in the dark. What the heck's wrong with you? Where's the light, Frank? I don't know. I guess uh, no sun up here in, in PA. Yeah. And most people are are at the mercy of the weather, Jody. So, yeah, we can't. I have the ring lights, yeah, which are good, by the way. Uh, not good for illuminating me. It would be good for illuminating <laughs> Martin Frank. But, uh, Martin, you probably heard us uh, going back and forth about the Super Bowl. So that would be my first question to you. What did you learn about the Super Bowl in relation to the Philadelphia Eagles? Or did you learn anything uh, uh, about those two teams, how they were built? Because a lot of people brought up the Bengals building through the draft, the Rams going all in, so to speak, although people kind of missed the fact that Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald were both draft picks. It wasn't like the Rams didn't have a lot of homegrown players. So what did you learn from that Super Bowl? Well, I mean, like like you were saying, one of the things that people say, oh, the Eagles should trade for a quarterback like Russell Wilson or somebody because, you know, the Rams did with Matthew Stafford and here they are winning the Super Bowl. But it's I think it's a little bit different than that, because when you look at the team around Stafford, I mean, he has all these great wide receivers. I know Robert Woods obviously didn't play and Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt. But I mean, you know, they were loaded at wide receiver. 
And they also had, you know, Higby at tight end and stuff. I mean, I know he didn't play either, but, you know, he had a much better team around him. So, and the Eagles aren't there yet. I mean, you look at their receiving core and they only have really Devontae Smith and, and Dallas Goddard, who they can rely on. I mean, Quez Watkins did some good things, but he's not quite at that level. I mean, they need, they need more playmakers, you know, at either wide receiver, you know, for someone for Jalen Hurts to throw to. So I don't think, I don't think that's the answer. Cause if you go and, and pick up a guy like Russell Wilson, then, you know, that's pretty much like a fifth of your salary cap right there. And you can't add the weapons that he would need, you know, in order to be at a level like Stafford or, or, you know, Joe Burrow even. Cause I mean, you look at the weapons that Joe Burrow has, it's the same type of thing. I mean, he's yeah. got, T Higgins, he's got Jamar Chase, you know, a bunch of guys that he can throw to. And you saw how that took him all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess the difference between the Eagles and those two teams is, you know, those guys have more weapons and it's not necessarily the quarterback just yet. I mean, you know, if you believe the jury is still out on, on Jalen Hurts and maybe he deserves another chance in 2022, well, you get him like better receivers, you know, you get him more receivers and everything yeah. and, you know, you know what hurts, Martin? I think Cooper Cup was a third-round pick in yeah. 2017. So you think about it, that was the, I guess, the Sidney Jones draft. And, 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 and obviously T. Higgins. Um, the Eagles could have had T. Higgins as well. So you start playing into that game, and maybe you would have receivers, and maybe then you could – turn into but you can play that game with every nfl team it's not necessarily fair because i think cooper cup was the 69th pick in the draft so you know that means there's 68 picks before him where people said "Ah, i don't want cooper cup and it's tough to play that game but it is interesting i i think from my perspective the rams and Bengals proved there's a lot of ways to win. You can go about things a lot of different ways. Is is and and the Eagles aren't that far off because if you make a couple good decisions, you can be right in the mix. Is that too optimistic? Which I'm not often uh, described as. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you look at um, you mentioned the draft and everything like that. I mean, you know. A lot of the, both of those teams, like they got their best players that way. You mentioned the wide receivers to the Bengals. You mentioned Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. But I mean, they also made good draft choices like later in, in the draft, too. I mean, you look at the Rams, for example, their starting inside linebacker was Troy Reader from, from Delaware. Yeah. And, and he wasn't drafted at all. You know, their other guy was a third round pick, um, Ernest Jones. Um, so they got guys, you know, even through the secondary and, and it's the same thing with the Bengals. Like, um, they, they did build through the draft, but they also spent money. I mean, they get, they got Trey Hendrickson. I think they paid like $60 million for him. They splurged when they had to. And that, it kind of shows that, you know, if you draft smartly, if you sign the right free agents, even if you make a few trades here and there you can become a Super Bowl team, and that's how it happened. I mean, you look at the 2020 season, the Bengals had the same record as the Eagles, 4-11-1. Now, the Eagles obviously, you know, improved and made the playoffs, you know, going 9-8, and but the Bengals took another step and went to the Super Bowl because, you know, they had a little bit more talent around them. 
you know, they had the quarterback in place and they made some smart moves and the Eagles can do that too. It just shows, like you said, that teams are, you know, you, you might not be as far away as you think. I mean, if the Eagles do this right over the off season, they have the three first round picks. They're going to have some money to spend. Um, you know, I think they're like 20 some odd million under the cap right now. And you can easily, you know, double that basically by making a few adjustments here and there. You know, you got money to add two impact players, and the Eagles definitely need to do that during the offseason. If they play their cards right, you know, this could be them next year. So let me ask you the first question that needs to be asked about the Eagles offseason, one of which we're going to get an answer on, I don't know, maybe Martin Frank knows. When is Jason Kelsey going to decide if he's going to come back and play for the Eagles in 2022? Um, I think it'll be soon. I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to like handcuff the Eagles offseason plans. I mean, they have to know by the time the new league year starts, like in mid-March, whether he's going to be back or not and make the necessary adjustments with the salary and, you know, for the salary cap and everything. I mean, I, I think it's going to be within the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, the Eagles have to have their plans in place and, and Kelsey's a big part of that, obviously. I mean, you know, if he's back, I'm assuming that he will be. Um, if he's back, I mean, he's one of the best centers in the NFL, and you can, you know, adjust accordingly. But if you, you know, the, if the Eagles are finding out that he's going to retire, well, then they have to make certain plans. Like, they have to figure out who's going to play center. Are they going to move Landon Dickerson to center? Are they going to have Isaac Sayamalu play center? Are they going to have to go out and get somebody, you know? And then that's going to affect the depth throughout the whole offensive line. So I think Kelsey's going to, He's going to let them know in the next few weeks or so. If I remember correctly, during the past offs. Oh, we got a frozen What he's going to do. So, yeah, I think it'll be the same same thing this year. All right, Martin, now you mentioned quarterback a little bit, talking about Russell Wilson. I think, you know, we have to talk about that. And I think uh, Greg Rosenthal from NFL Media, NFL.com, came out today. And he graded basically every quarterback that uh, played somewhat meaningful stats. So it's one of those power lists. But I thought it was pretty good because he had Jalen Hurts at 17, which I thought was fair. And I think is, you know, it shows that he was better than people thought, but he's certainly not elite. And I think he had Gardner Minshew at 37 which I think was fair. I think he's, you know, essentially, if you think about it, there's 32 teams. So that means he's a top five backup, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, The second part is exactly what you want. The first part, though, you're kind of in, and you're an ex-NBA guy, still do some NBA stuff, kind of in that purgatory. But, you know, you're pretty good. You're better than a lot of teams. But you're probably not good enough to win the where you want to win, where you want to go. Obviously, he's already proven he's good enough to take him to the playoffs. So if you're Howie Roseman, I want you to put on your Howie Roseman cap. How do you approach it? Now, you said with Russell, it's too much money. But you also have to evaluate the Kenny Pickett's of the world, the Matt Corral's, the Malik Willis's. Do you sit and look at Jalen Hurts and say, all right, you know, he's pretty good now. You know, we can give him another year. We can continue to move on. But do you have in the back of your head, we have to get better at this position at some point? 
how do you how do you approach the offseason from the from the quarterback perspective? Yeah, I, I would approach it from the fact that, yeah, I mean, if he's like 17, middle of the pack, does he have the potential to get better? And I think he does. I mean, you look at the guy, he's 23 years old. You know, even Joe Burrow, he's a similar, you know, in his second year as well, but he's 25. I mean, so I think the age makes a difference. I think there's definitely potential for him to get better. I mean, everybody knows what his weakness is. I mean, it's his, it's his accuracy. It's his, you know, play from the pocket, all that stuff can be improved and and it will be improved i mean it has to be if the eagles are going to go far in the playoffs i mean you know he's got to be somewhere in that top 10 to 12 range so can he improve like five spots you know to be to be in that range and i think he can i think the eagles feel that he can and and then if we find out at the end of 2022 that he can't then you know you find another quarterback you still have all those resources in which to get them um you know, it's always possible. So, yeah, I think I think they feel that Jalen Hurts, there's still a ceiling that he has not come close to reaching yet. And that's kind of like the offseason. One of the offseason goals is to make Jalen Hurts into a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the NFL. And if they can do that, plus add the weapons that they need, you know, both on offense and defense, you know, you're talking about a team that can make a decent run for, for the Super Bowl next year. Martin, JM brought up the quarterback power ratings today on NFL.com. I'm going to stick with power ratings, but overall with teams. Um, Mm -hmm. Several different major media outlets came out with power ratings. And I don't begrudge. Everybody does it. We'll do it here on Birds 365. I guarantee you it. It's way too early. It doesn't really mean much of anything. (laughs) But it's a fun exercise, so we have fun with it. Unless, of course, someone disrespects you. And ESPN has the Eagles at number 19 of the teams in the National Football League. They made the playoffs, which means they're in the top 14 as per what transpired on the field. Did the Eagles have any free agents? Would you go, whoa, 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 they better get him retired. They can't afford to let him walk away. If they, what a drop off there'd be if that person walked away from him. Do they have any free agents like that then? Oh my God, the team could fall down around them if they don't get that guy back. Am I missing something, Martin Frank? No, I'm so I'm surprised at that as well. I mean, you look at their like their most prominent free agents, they're the three defensive backs, probably, and Steve Nelson, you know, Rodney McLeod and, and Anthony Harris. And if they lose one of those guys, is that the end of the world? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, none of those guys were great. Um, you know, they'd still have Darius Slay. You know, they got to add stuff on the defensive line. I mean, you know, you got Brandon Graham coming back. You're probably going to lose Derek Barnett, and I think they want to lose Derek Oh, my God, we can't lose Derek Barnett. (laughs) The team will fall fall apart if they lose Derek. Derek, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Exactly, exactly. And you can replace him in the draft, which I'm guessing the Eagles will make that a pretty big priority to do so. So, I mean, you don't lose anything there. And your defensive line gets better because you got – Hargrave coming off a Pro Bowl season. He's still in his prime. You got Brandon Graham coming back. He missed pretty much the whole season. You look at their offensive line. I mean, you know, Brandon Brooks retired, but they played like the last two seasons pretty much without him anyway, except for a few games. I mean, they got Landon Dickerson, who's going to be a star, whether he plays guard or center. Uh, You got Melato, who probably should have made the Pro Bowl. You got Lane Johnson, who should have made the Pro Bowl. 
Jason Kelsey's still at the top of his game. I mean, unless he's retiring, which, you know, I don't get the impression that he is. You know, I mean, the offensive line is still going to be one of the best in the NFL. You know, yeah, you know, Hurts could get better. He's not going to get worse. Um, and if he does get worse, you got Gardner Minshew. So, you know, I don't see any big drop off there quarterback. Miles Sanders, you'd like to think, would be healthy for an entire season. Maybe not. But, I mean, you still have guys behind him. I mean, Gainwell, you know, Boston Scott's a free agent. Um, Jordan Howard's a free agent. So maybe those two guys aren't coming back. But there is still – and still get a running back in the draft. I mean, they got plenty of picks, so they could use like a third or fourth round pick on a running back, maybe even a fifth round pick, get somebody good. Um, the receivers are all back. You're not losing anyone there. I mean, maybe. Oh, God you forbid. Lose you don't guys, lose anyone but, there. Yeah. But it won't be because, you know, yeah. it's going to make you any worse. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see how they could have gotten worse based on ESPN's power rankings. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of them where they're kind of like in the middle of the pack. You know, which is probably okay at this point. I mean, you know, the off season hasn't really started, so you don't know what they're adding or not. But yeah, I think well, they... I'm, I'm going to say this, Martin. Day one, I'm considering this day one of season two of Birds 365. So we are going to, I'm going to upset people. One of the reasons uh, the Eagles don't have any free agents that you care that they would lose is because how he extended everybody they cared about. Mm -hmm. So you got to give him credit for that. Yep. Josh Sweat and Dallas Goddard and Avante Maddox, Jake Elliott. Who else am I missing? There was a fifth. Uh, but uh, uh, get TJ Edwards Jordan, next Jordan, year. Jordan, my lot of TJ Edwards as well. So six. So uh, TJ would have been restricted. Uh, so a little bit less, uh, but still good player as well. So you're right, Jody. Um, one guy you brought up, though, I want to I want to talk about is Miles Sanders, because that's an interesting conversation for a number of reasons. You know, it's a good player, but he's not as good as people thought he would be. And he plays a position where the Eagles don't value and the rest of the NFL doesn't value that much. And when you get to your second contract, um, people don't like to pay, pay big money for running backs, and it usually doesn't work out that well when they do. How difficult of a decision do the Eagles have with Miles Sanders? And if they don't extend him, and I don't expect that they will, I'll have to play out his rookie contract, and is he going to be happy? Is that a situation we need to keep an eye on? Yeah, this is a this is a big year for Miles Sanders, and, and I agree. I don't think the Eagles – like. Let's say Miles Sanders plays all 17 games, rushes for like 1,300 yards, you know, has a great year. Um, are they going to give him a big contract? Well, they're definitely not going to extend him unless it's like some team-friendly type of deal. But then after that, I mean, I can't see them shelling out like 8 to $10 million a year for Miles Sanders when, you know, you look at running back, the running back position in general. I mean, it's like a short three-and-a-half-year shelf life. And you can get somebody much cheaper in the draft. And, and the Eagles, I think, have always kind of approached it that way. I mean, you know, it would be hard for them to to spend huge on, on Miles Sanders. Um, so this could be his last year. I mean, you know, and it, he's played, what, 12 games each of the last two years. I mean, he's always had some kind of injury each of the last two years. has kind of sh cut short his season. I don't think they're willing to spend big on that position. And and they haven't had a history of doing so. I mean, it's kind of like how they value linebacker, basically, 
whether right or wrong, I mean, you know, teams aren't built anymore behind, you know, a running back and everything like that. I mean, they, their money goes to wide receiver, goes to the defensive line, quarterback. Obviously, at some point, Jalen, I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to, you know, he's a year behind Miles Sanders as far as the second contract. And, you know, maybe you have to make a decision like, you know, which guy are you keeping um, in that regard? But, yeah, Miles Sanders, this is going to be a big year for him. I mean, I think more so from the fact that if he's going to get paid, it's going to be by somebody else. I, I, I don't see I don't see him being an eagle beyond 2022 unless he's willing to take like a more team friendly type of deal, maybe a two year prove it type of thing. Um, but yeah, Here, here's where I think both of you guys are overstating things. Is he going to get Christian McCaffrey's contract on the open market? No chance, no shot. Is he going to get paid like Dalvin Cook did at $12 million a year? Ain't happening. Uh, you know, he's going to get paid like a guy like, oh, Naheem Hines got his second Whoa. contract. And he's well, that means, well, Jody, that means he's not going to have a big year. Martin, Martin had him. At, if he has a 1,300-yard year. Nobody's paying him. Nobody's giving him $12 million per year. Naheem no one. Hines Zero. Money? 1,300 well, no, I, yards? What, what do you want to give him? 12 touchdowns? Somewhere thereabouts? No one in the league is paying him that kind of money. The league just doesn't pay Well, I think there's a difference. I think, I think they difference. finally come to the realization that if you give a running back more than $10 million a year, it's a mistake. There's an in-between Dalvin Cook and Naheem Hines is what I'm trying to say. And I don't, I don't, mm -hmm. think, I don't think the Eagles would be comfortable with the in-between either. Martin, even coming off that type of year, well, which, by the way, I don't I'll even ask, think I'll he's ask both that you guys to give me the number. Give him Martin's numbers for this upcoming season. The numbers that Martin Ooh, just quoted. How many million? How many million he's going to get on the open market? And I'm talking average per salary because you average can move a contract nine. around and get guaranteed go whatever. But and average Martin's per number, year, what do you think he's going to get? I'm going to go nine at Martin's numbers, but I don't think he's going to get Martin's numbers. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be something that he hasn't done at all in his career. I mean, that would take like a perfect season on his part. But, you but know, that would you be know. a big year. That's what yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, if he wanted to stay with the Eagles, maybe like a two or three year deal, five or six million a year. Will he get more than that on the open market? I think he will, personally. I don't think he's going to get 10 million a year, but, you know, he, someone might offer him like three years, 24 million take a chance that he stays healthy. I mean, that could be possible. Um, I don't know. I, I know the Eagles, Eagles fans, would, Eagles fans would give it to him. They think he's a superstar. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see the Eagles giving him that kind of money. But, I mean, I think somebody will. And if it's a case of, like, the Eagles offering, like, five or six million a year compared to, like, eight or nine for someone else, I think he would go. Well, let, let me say that then, Martin. Do the Eagles even want to pay a running back Five or six million a year. I question that. even that. But but I'm saying like if he if he has like 1,300 yards rushing yeah, this coming well. year, you know they might say, oh yeah, we got to we got to do that. You know at least offer that. But you know maybe somebody uh, I would think somebody else is going to offer more. In which case he's not going to stay here anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think both you guys' numbers are high. I I think the league has, in general, decided. We're not paying any running back, no matter how good they are, that kind of money. And I think we'll see that during this offseason. Um, I don't think anybody is going to get paid this offseason. And then the year after, I think it'll be hammered over even more 
that white that running backs just aren't getting ten million dollars a year, and Miles Sanders know. isn't going to be in that neighborhood to begin with anyway. So if it's not ten, it's down to seven, and the Eagles are off for six. Before you know it, you got a deal. Maybe I mean that could be that could be the case. Maybe he says, "All right, fine, I'll I'll eat the million dollar difference and I'll stay with the team that I know." But then again, I mean there are teams that have a lot of salary cap space. You look at our old friend Doug Peterson down in Jacksonville. I mean, they got money to burn. Um, yeah, you know Doug knows Miles Sanders. He drafted him. Um, you know, be nice compliment for Trevor Lawrence if they want to take that next step pretty quickly in a year or so. It's possible. Somebody, there's always somebody who's going to throw some money at somebody. Speaking uh, of Doug, true. I want to get both of you guys because John and I didn't discuss it before we punch you up, Martin. A uh, couple additions to his staff since he's been hired. Press Taylor is his offensive coordinator. My Who could have seen that one coming? Oh, How, and you think Doug's good? He's only done a couple hires. He's still got more guys to uh, fill out his staff. How do you guys uh, think that Doug has done so far putting together his staff? Because we know that was part of the reason why Doug's no longer I was here. Told, I, I was told he didn't know anyone, so I'm <laughs> astonished that he put together an NFL coaching staff. He doesn't know anyone, Jody. How did he do it? I, I don't, it was. I've always said this, and you've heard me say it. Martin's probably heard me say it. That was the dumbest narrative in the history of mankind. The Agreed. guy played 13 stinking seasons in the NFL. And then you have this mentality. Oh, we only coach with Andy Reid. So I, my thought, Martin, was always, uh, what, what should he do? Go with a crappy coach so he could get fired to meet more other crappy assistant coaches in other parts of the league? I never understood that. And all of a sudden, I think, Doug, look, he wasn't their first choice. Everybody kind of knows what happened down there. But I think he landed in a great spot. Now, you have to see the organization is not good. Sorry, Tony Khan, closed circuit to Tony. Um, it's not a good organization, but um, you got Trevor Lawrence, man. That guy's got a ton of ability at the quarterback position. And if you're a head coach in this league, the first thing I want to do is tie myself to a big-time quarterback. I think Doug is in a really good position. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the better – it was one of the better openings. I mean, you know, coaching openings during the offseason. I mean, you look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence, and, and Doug is a former NFL quarterback. I mean, we all know what he did when he got here. Um, he built his staff around developing Carson Wentz. Um, that was the thing. You know, he's got the num- he's got the number one pick in the draft last year in Trevor Lawrence and obviously had a bad year under Urban Meyer which makes it seem like how, how could anybody mess it up? Um, you know, if Doug gets the right staff around him, gets some players around him, and if Trevor Lawrence is as good as, you know, he's supposed to be, you know, this is an ideal situation for Doug. I mean, obviously you go south pretty quickly too, like it did with, with uh, Urban Meyer, but Doug's not that kind of guy anyway. Um, you know, I think a couple of years we'll find out if, if Doug's a really good NFL coach or not because, you know, he's got to develop Trevor Lawrence, and that's what he should make his whole coaching priority around is, you know, finding the pieces, finding the coaches who can make Trevor Lawrence into one of the top NFL quarterbacks. And, you know, I would want that if that's – if I was going for a coaching job, I would love that opportunity. You got your quarterback in place. He's a number one pick. He's supposed to be a franchise guy. And if he's, you know, you sink or swim with them. And that's kind of like always been like the head coach quarterback, you know, um, relationship. You either 
succeed and become a great coach with him or you fail and you're out of the job in two years anyway. All right. Speaking of going south and giving Howie Roseman credit, something Martin said going south, John said giving Howie Roseman credit. Carson Wentz has already worn out his welcome uh, in Indianapolis uh, in 10 months. What the hell happened there? And you know, Chris Mortensen is not one of those hot take guys who gets his hand on a piece of information and overstates it to run with it, to get that many more people's attention. No, Mort is salt of the earth NFL reporter who only reports what he hears and what he knows and what his sources give him. So this didn't just come out of left field or someone with an agenda. It's, it's Chris Mortensen we're talking about here. He's the one who first broke who the, the Colts could be moving on from Carson Wentz. What the hell happened in Indianapolis, Martin? You know what? And and maybe people are vilify me for this, but I think a lot of it had to do with the vaccine. Um, I think yeah. it just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, teammates, you know, it, it was a selfish act on his part. I mean, you know, he risked pretty much the entire season and then he ended up getting it like in December. Um, you know, the NFL obviously changed the rules so he didn't have to miss a game, but he didn't practice that whole week going into the biggest game of the year for them and they lost and then they lost the next week to Jacksonville. And yeah, think, that's a good point. Martin. I that's think by then, point. like everybody was just fed up with it. I mean, it was selfish. It was, you know, he didn't put the team first and, you know, whatever your, your beliefs are one way or the other. I mean, you play on a team with 53 other guys, you're getting paid a ton of money. I mean, yeah, you that's a good to, point because you know if you play like Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter because you're so good. You're playing an MVP. Even Kirk Cousins played at a high level. Carson yeah. didn't play at that kind of level, and you add that to it. That's an, that's a, a good point uh, you bring up. I didn't think of that, so I give you kudos for that. Last from last one from me, and I want to tell everybody. To read Martin at DelawareOnline.com. Follow him online at Twitter at MFrankNFL. We mentioned coaching with Doug Peterson. It looks like there were nine openings, Martin. A lot of talk early about Kevin Petulo and Brian Johnson might move on, get promotions. Looks like nobody is going to pilfer from the Eagles coaching staff. Looks like Jeffrey Lurie is not going to make Nick Sirianni fire anybody. So, Essentially, this whole coaching staff is going to be back now that Jonathan Gannon was out, uh, you know, a finalist in Houston, but he'll be back. Some people aren't thrilled with that. Um, year two of this coaching staff and the continuity, how big of an improvement do you think that's going to be? Oh, huge. I mean, you know, a lot of people who, who vilified, you know, got Jonathan Gannon, obviously we all did like in October when they got by the Raiders and there were like five quarterbacks in seven weeks completing 80% of their passes. I mean, he's got a whole off season to kind of like design his defense around the players that he needs for it to succeed. I mean, when he came in, you know, he was trying to like fit the players into his system and he didn't quite have the players, but you know, that could all change during the off season. So you would like to think that the defense will be better because a, they have the continuity and B, you know, they have the continuity with Gannon and B that they're going to have the players that he needs. I mean, whether it comes in the draft free agency or, or by trade or something like that. I mean, the defense should be better and should fit his system and we'll find out if his system works. I mean, it's supposed to, it's one of those, you know, amoeba type of things where you adjust to what 
the offense is doing and you have players who can who are versatile who can play you know different roles and everything like that so I think another year with him understanding what kind of concepts he wants from his players and having the players to do it should make the defense better and as far as the other guys I mean you know obviously Stoutland's the best probably assistant coach in the whole whole NFL, not to mention just offensive line coach. I mean, those guys love him. And, and, you know, the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You know, they got to get better on the defensive line, and I think they will. Uh, you look at all that, and I think it's great that they have the continuity. I think that should make them better. I mean, you know, I, I, I always wonder how, like, guys like Andy Reid has done it because, you know, he's lost, like, three years in a row. He lost his offensive coordinator, although now – the guy he has, I mean, he's, he's had for five years because, you know, nobody's hiring him for whatever reason. But, you know, a lot of those coaches lose a lot of guys. Look at the Rams. Yeah, I mean, Sean McVay, man. Yeah. They've already they, lost, what, two or three of their coaches? Rakeem four. Morris, well, I mean, if you go back to it, it was Kevin O'Connell who's going to get introduced today, this year. Brandon Staley last year, Zach right. Taylor, mm-hmm. and Matt LaPleur, really. So, um, yeah. If you want a job in this league, used to be like get on Andy Reid's staff. Now it's get on Sean McVay's staff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll help you down the road. All right, Martin, last one for me. Will, in the next 12 days, Martin Frank get an interview with maybe the most important person who will be with the Eagles out in Indianapolis for the Combine? You got an in to Julian Laurie, perchance? Uh, you get, get a chance yeah. to talk? At the new power that's Julian, that's Julian in the background. <laughs> that's Julian. Uh, I don't know about that, but we'll be able to get like Howie Roseman and stuff. Uh, Howie should answer some questions. That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now you might you might want to get Julian's cell phone number since he seems to be the heir apparent, and he was down in Mobile for the uh, Senior Bowl. So I expect him in Indianapolis for the combine. Just he'll probably be there. I don't have his number, but I thought you might. Elmos or something. Martin, good stuff. We appreciate you coming on board. Uh, The dog wants to go out, so go take care of your dog. Turn the lights on. Uh, Have a good day, and know we'll be buzzing you in a couple weeks to get you back on here. Thanks, All right, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. It's our Mike. pleasure. Martin Frank here with us on Birds 365. You haven't been able to procure Julian Laurie's cell number yet, huh? John not yet. I? Not yet. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, he he definitely is the heir apparent, though. Jeffrey is in motion. And that's a good thing, by the way, for Eagles fans. Uh, you don't want I just talked about continuity on the coaching staff. The last thing you want is upheaval in ownership but you always have to be wary because the eagles you know i talked about the cincinnati Bengals, jody schusting budget we always talk about the salary cap nobody talks about off the field there is no salary cap right you know jerry jones most notably would be you know but the cowboys haven't been able to win jeffrey glory you know i i talked about the size of the eagles personnel department the size of their coaching staff he spends money uh, to make this team, to put this team in the best position possible. That's all you can ask for out of your owner. Um, and you always have to be wary. Even in you as a New York guy, you know, I'll go to baseball as the comparison with the New York Yankees. Obviously, they spend tons of money, but, you know, there's a big difference between George Steinbrenner and his kids and how that team is run. It was all about win no matter what. Now it's not quite like that. So you always even have to be wearing those types of situations, but 
it's better than the alternative when you have complete uh, upheaval. And uh, you mentioned on how Jeff Lurie is willing to spend on things other than players because there is no cap on it. Didn't the Eagles lose a couple key executives during this offseason? I haven't heard any rumors about who might be coming in to replace those oh, individuals. They will. They will replace hey, them. Though. Well, that's they what I'll ask John. Them. I'll ask Johnny Mac just that when we come back. Uh, we are the Mac and Mac guys, Birds 365. Glad to be back with you guys. We'll be running straight through till whenever uh, going forward. And we'll also be running up Derek Gunn, D. Gunn, one of our buddies uh, from the Jacob Media YouTube channel, is going to join us a little uh, later in the show. When we come back, I'll I'll beat my Mike Mayock drum again. Wow. We'll see if we get any response to that here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We are your Mac and Mac guys back here on first 365. Yes. We got to take a couple of days off before the Super Bowl, a couple of days after the Super Bowl, but we're back in full force throughout the entire Eagles offseason, which, as we've noted a couple of times here in our first hour, 
offseason is basically underway. Uh, it became official on Monday after the Super Bowl, but we are now less than two weeks away from the Combine, which will feed into the first day of the NFL year, which is less than a month away, March 16th, which will feed into the NFL draft, which will feed into OTAs, which will feed into the opening of camp. And before you know it, yeah, we're going to have an upcoming uh, season. Let me see. How many days are we to the start of the year? About 200 and change, as a matter of fact. Uh, oh, we'll get here. We'll be ready for birds uh, in the 2022 season, which I already got a chip on my shoulder because the ESPN rankings came out and had them as the 19th best team in the NFL. J-Mac, they had the Pittsburgh Steelers ranked ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Pittsburgh Boy, that Steelers, make sense. who did not make the playoffs and have to replace Ben Roethlisberger, how are they at number 18 and the Eagles are at number 19? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You're right. I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, because of the difficulty of the division, but the fact that uh, <clears throat> they're not returning the quarterback, who is a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though obviously at the latter stages of his career, wasn't necessarily playing like it at times, but still a lot of cachet with Ben Roethlisberger. I, I could understand it if Ben was coming back, but he's not coming back. And right now their quarterback would be, I guess, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph he's their backup, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. come on and now. I was a big Mason Rudolph guy coming out of Oklahoma State, but he's had his chance here in the NFL. Ben's gotten ah, hurt enough. And, and, he's had his chance to play and just hasn't grabbed the job. Yeah, I can't. Look. Like I said, you can argue that the Eagles took advantage of a poor division, as they've done in the past at times. Okay, I'll buy that part of it. But, yeah, you can't tell me a team that doesn't have a quarterback should be ahead. And, again, these these rankings are meaningless at this point of the year. But I see what you're saying. They don't even have a quarterback. I mean, come on. Come on now. Let me, let me uh, uh, give you my thoughts on these rankings being meaningless. They're pro- this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Probably more meaningful than any other ranking during the year for one very specific reason. 
every other time of the year, the rankings are fluid. Because once free agency starts and players start changing teams, well, the numbers are going to change. The ranking is going to change. You add, get big guys, you lose big guys, they're going to change drastically. In season, you win two in a row, the numbers change. You lose two in a row, the numbers change. This four-week period where nothing can happen, mm-hmm. nobody changes well, teams. Well, yeah, but here's Nobody's the difference. Nobody's winning though. games or losing games. You're locked in. So these are, for me, the most telling rankings of the entire year. And ESPN well, said I, this I, to I, the Eagles, putting them at number 19. Well, I've always, you know, I think it was Brian Baldinger who said this to me at one point. So I'll give, I'll give Ball. You know, when he was talking about all the guys who watch film now, anybody can watch film. Anybody can get 99 bucks to buy NFL Game Pass and, you know, buy a little clip generator and put up a film and start talking about it. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, who, who is evaluating the film in the case of, you know, Brian's one of the best um, and people see him on Twitter. So, you know, but somebody who's about like, who did this? You know, I don't know. I, you know, did ESPN have a big committee or did somebody spend 20 minutes and not realize, Oh, Mason Rudolph is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. So, it kind of depends on who's evaluating these types of things. And if you respect them, uh, maybe it holds a little bit more weight with you. You put obviously ESPN names behind it. People are going to pay attention to it. Um, I don't know. Sometimes these guys spend about as much time uh, discussing and thinking about these rankings as uh, you and I are in this two minute conversation talking about it. You know, they don't spend a lot of time doing the research on what's going around. So I wouldn't get too worked up about it. That's all I'm trying to say. The Eagles made the playoffs. They overachieved. Um, they're headed in the right direction. And and I think that's the mo- more important part fans should be excited about. Now, this is going to be a very big season for them coming up because it is year two, not only – of, of the coaching staff, which I just talked about with Mark Frank, but also in theory, the quarterback, you know, year two is big as a starter, not his career, obviously, but year two as a starter. I I think at this time next year, Jody, you know, pick whatever you want. Eagles overachieved. They make the playoffs. Maybe they win a playoff game. They underachieved. They don't make the playoffs. Everybody's disappointed. We're going to know at that point whether Jalen Hurts is the long-term answer um, after after another year. I don't think you're going to have all this hemming and hawing about should you do this, should you do that. The Eagles are going to know by that point, and they might know before that point. They might know right now, but they're definitely going to know by that point, okay, we got to do this at the game's most important position. We either have to improve or we got to keep skating along until we can improve, but they're going to know there's not going to be any hemming and hawing. And they might already know. JM, I don't know if it's because you're a writer. Uh, I would think because you're a writer that you would be more perturbed at what ESPN did. Yeah, because, because as a you writer, know how I the know. writing game goes on the article on ESPN.com. They listed it as done by ESPN Nation. Who the is ESPN Nation? 
So they're hiding behind a let's put a group together and pretend that they all did 12 hours of film work apiece <laughs> to go ahead and do this. Plus, you also understand because you get your stuff put up online. Some things are up there for 12 hours, 24 hours. They get shuffled back and or shuffled off the site. Where the hell are the ESPN power rankings going? Like I just told you, nothing is going to change over the next month. There is well, going to uh... be no new, new information. No one's changing teams. No players are leaving. No players are coming. So rightfully, it should stay up on the site for a month. And if it's going to be up there for a month, don't you think they're obligated to put in a little work and get it right? Uh, uh, well, they might be obligated, but do they? Yeah. Uh... Because well, if they I am don't, a... then guess what? Knuckleheads like me are going to call them out for yeah. it when they get it as well, woefully wrong as the Eagles number 19. Yeah, it's, you know, ESPN Nation is um, basically Tim McManus and our buddy Tim and the 31 other beat reporters. Uh, that's what they call their, so I guess oh, they so got the them. 32 beat guys make up NFL Nation? Yeah, I get. I guess they had them all rate the teams, and then they oh, and and Stephen A. Smith because he's on everything. You got yeah. He, he, if it's thirty two NFL beat writers, it's thirty three <laughs> yeah. people because so Stephen I a. assume Smith gets it was to a, chime in on everything. I assume it was a compilation thing, and you know, again, and I'm not picking on anybody individually. Certainly not because I know Tim is very well versed. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily the case everywhere else. I don't know. I don't know about, uh, you know, I don't want to pick anybody out, but they might not be paying attention to what's going on in the NFC East. So, eh, I wouldn't get too worked up about it. Right, but if so you want to, get, get well, worked I'm, up. I'm worked up about it because it, it ticks me off, specifically because the NFL Network, and they have their nation of their own, and CBSSports.com has their CBS NFL Nation. Somehow, the NFL Network had the Eagles at number 16. And here's where I really am, like, splitting hairs. If you're 16, you're in the top half of the league. If you're 19, you're in the bottom half of the league. I know it's only three spots, but it's even more significant once you get to that number 16 number. 19 and 17 are pretty damn close. 16 is different. And CBS had them 12th. So other outlets have them, I'll use this word, significantly higher than does ESPN. Yeah, it's steaming my bean today, but i sorry. Well, I will say, you know, nine and nine, Jody. That is the definition of mediocrity. So 16 is probably a good place. That's where they are. And yeah, you look I'm, at the... I'm, uh, again, smart people like John McMullen and Jody McDonald can put certain things in the correct context. Nine and eight. No, yeah, nine and eight. The the last game against Dallas Dunn. When when you throw in the JV. No, I was I was counting the playoff game. Uh, as well you should, but I'm not counting the last game of the regular season. Oh, all when, right. when you when you saying. surrender, that doesn't yeah. count as a right, loss in my book. Still still mediocre. Um, you know, I, I brought up NFL.com, uh, their quarterback rankings. I think they were fair. 17. That's kind Jalen of telling Hertz. that Hertz is in the top. He's just outside the top half, which a lot of people in this town don't seem to have 
uh, him rated nearly in that area. And I went through those quarterbacks. I don't have I beef think, with yeah, the guy I think that he's very fair. or the guy that yeah. he's ahead. I think it's a pretty damn good ranking. Yeah, I thought it was very fair. I thought Gardner was very fair. He's one of the better backups. Um, but again, it's mediocrity. That's where the Eagles are. So now they got to take the next step. And uh, that's what this offseason is about. And they'll have every opportunity. But what makes it, you know, at, at the quarterback position, and obviously that's going to be the headliner throughout the offseason, what makes it more complicated is where you are. Because, again, very early in the process, we're not even at the combine yet, but it certainly looks like uh, none of the quarterbacks are going to wow people as far as, uh, we got to get this guy. We got to get that guy. Um, and then you have all the veteran quarterbacks. And they're very expensive for the most part or going to be very exen- expensive, as Martin pointed out. But here's the thing, Jody. You can say, well, we'll just kick the can down the road. But you're not going to have three first-round picks. Maybe Howie does some work and maybe he kicks one and maybe gets an extra one next year. All right, maybe – but you're not going to be in this position to have all this wherewithal to do whatever you want to do every single year. So it creates a little bit of a sense of urgency that if you can go out and get a guy like Russell Wilson, a guy you think is a, a difference maker. And again, who knows if Russell even would agree to come here? Who knows if Seattle's going to – there's so many hurdles. Seattle's not going to – yeah, people act like Seattle's made the decision to trade him. There's no evidence of that. I don't know why people assume just they're going to trade him. And then again, if you get by that hurdle, then you get by the hurdle. Okay, Russell, would you be agreeable to a trade uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles? If you get by that hurdle, then you got to agree on, okay, what are, what are the Eagles going to give them? Uh, you got to get over that hurdle. So there's so many hurdles. But my only point is, you're not going to have the ability to make these types of moves every single year. I think there's this weird assumption. Oh, well, we'll just go get a quarterback next year. I mean, it doesn't work like that. You, if you have the ability, you got to explore every avenue. And I think the Eagles will do that despite what they said in their postseason press conference where you know, they're going to explore every avenue they can. Here's the reason why I'm going to disagree with you a little bit about the Eagles being in quarterback purgatory. Are they there right now? Probably. Could they move out of it rather quickly, even without making a trade? I'm talking about staying with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they could. Uh, We'll use the NFL's quarterback rankings on NFL.com today uh, to to make my point. Uh, Number 10 is Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I think there's an outside possibility that Derek Carr could be traded. New coach, new general manager. They come in and go, let's rebuild this thing, take it down, build it back up. Derek Carr could be available, and I wouldn't mind acquiring Derek Carr if I were the Philadelphia Eagles. But my point to you is, is Derek Carr going to get any better? I I think he can get a little bit better, but I hear what you're saying. He's about at his ceiling 29 years old seven years in the league somewhere there about sort of like a matthew stafford better if you put better people around him he can get better probably are the eagles people right now better than the raiders people right now 
No, about the same if you're talking about weapons. Yeah. Offensive line better, weapons not as good. So if you added Derek Carr to the Eagles, and I was just talking generally, but if you want to get specific about it, add him to the Eagles, would he be better, guarantee to step in and be better here than he was? Like, probably not. About the same. I don't think he's changing. Number 11, the guy you just mentioned, Russell Wilson. That's where the NFL ranked Russell after this year. The 11th best quarterback in the league. I kind of argue with that. I think he's better than that, but they had him at number 11. Is Russell Wilson getting better at age 33 next year? Is there upside to Russell Wilson, John McMullen? No, probably not. But where I would, where I would disagree there, his, his, his ceiling, which he's probably already hit is significantly higher than Derek Carr's. That wasn't what I asked you. I'm just asking you about improvement. Getting better, upside. Russell Wilson, upside? No, he's where he's no, going to he be. he is what he is. Much. Ryan Tannehill, upside? No. Probably no, he is what he is. Downs. Kirk Cousins, upside? No. Number 14, Lamar Jackson. Maybe I give him, could, could Lamar still improve at this stage of his career? He's young enough. I'll give him the potential of a little upside. He's number 14. Matt Ryan, upside? <laughs> no. He's number 15. Mac Jones, 16. Okay, yeah, Mac Jones has got uh ability to grow. And number 17 is Jalen Hurts. Yes, I'm still believing there's upside there that he can get better. He oh, I agree with that. Here as a starter, you need to factor that in when you're talking about the Eagles and uh putting it into a uh, box like, well, they're in quarterback purgatory. Not if he improves. If no, he, he can evolve as a player. No question about it. He already did. He, I, I think he overachieved to where most people thought he would be uh, starting last season. I, I didn't think he was as bad as some people thought coming in. But he, he overachieved to where I thought he would play. I admit that. Uh, so he's already done it once. There's no reason to think. I know his work ethic. I know he's going to be working on it. Um, so there's no question he can improve, and I expect him to prove, improve as a player. Um, with somebody like Russell Wilson or, or – look, I think those ratings are dependent on your team as well, and he didn't have his best season. I think he's a superstar quarterback. I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's already there. I mean, that's what you want. That's what the Rams wanted with Matthew Stafford. Um, they wanted that proven commodity. And, and Russell's even higher than Matthew Stafford. Um, so that's where the conversation comes in. Can he ever get to the level of is he going to be a Hall of Fame level quarterback, which, I again, I think Russell Wilson is. I don't think Matthew Stafford is. Um if you're going to, if you know, I'm going to answer no to that question. He's never going to be at the level. His ceiling will never get to Russell Wilson's floor. And that's my, that's, that's my belief. I believe that's the Eagles belief as well, by the way. The rankings that the NFL.com put up today are purely based. So people understand what we're talking about on what transpired this past year. This does not add in. I'm adding in that I think that Jalen Hurts has improvement on the come, that there's potential for him to grow and get better 
and surpass a ranking as the 17th best quarterback in the league. This is just purely based on what they did this past year. And number eight on the list was Kyler Murray, who also, as per Chris Mortensen this weekend. By the way, he's got to be thrown in the mix now, Jody. All that he does. Uh, That's why I'm bringing him up yeah. here, John. He threw himself into the mix, apparently, by deleting every single attachment to the Arizona Cardinals on his social media. Isn't that the greatest thing in the world that we can now figure out if a guy wants to be on a team by just checking his social media? If he scrubs everything to do with his current team, it's basically the same thing as publicly asking for a trade. That's the way our society works nowadays. In the world of sports, you got it. By the way, can Kyle I get, for the Eagles? We we got to get to a break because D Gun's going to be on here. But I I got can, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. But can another team in the city affect your thought process involving another superstar in a different sport? Because I got, I got a little. When I started thinking about Kyler Murray and the stuff coming out and the in the immaturity, and and not willing to take uh, 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 sort of autonomy over his own issues, I started thinking about Ben Simmons. Because I'm in Philadelphia, can that? I, I I'm throwing. I'm I'm asking you. Can that affect? Shouldn't, but we're in this generation, man. Do I want to deal with that? Now, I, I don't think Kyler's shown to the level of Ben Simmons, but it does make me a little bit wary. A little I will bit more sensitive that. to it here in Philadelphia. Yeah. I see exactly where you go with that. All right, yeah, we will take a time out here. Derek Gunn, our own D Gunn from uh, Eagles postgame show here on uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel. going to hop aboard a bunch of Eagle things we're going to get into. With Derek Gunn, who's next on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. He's John McBone. I'm Jody McDonald. That makes us Mac Mac, which is Birds 365. We're waiting on uh, Dark Gun. He should be joining us uh, momentarily. D Gun said he could hop on. We're waiting for him to do just that. And the reason why we like having D Gun on uh, above and beyond the fact that he's a good dude is that uh, he is well tied in to the Philadelphia Eagles and a lot of their players has a lot of very good relationships with the Eagle players. And let's see how those relationships are going. As Derek Gunn joins us here on birds, three sixty five. Oh, we had him. We Derek lost him right away. Joined us. So hopefully uh, he'll, that's uh, one of the things you do when you're doing a streaming show, you're banking on uh, whoever you're punching up as guests, powers of their computers and their connections at their homes mm-hmm. or wherever they may be. If they, Pop in and pop out. Yeah. You deal with it. So we're dealing with it. And Derek Gunn now says he's good to go. D Gunn, how you be? Hey, I, I blame my my tardiness on two things. Number one, my Wi-Fi is crazy. Number two, I think Xander cut me off on purpose. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there for conversation. I'm just saying. Yeah. Always, always. That's the when way to do it. When blame Xander, yeah. I'll sign up for that. Yeah. When it <laughs> doubt, just throw somebody under the bus. Absolutely. Please. It's the yeah, American way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of throwing people under the bus now, we won't do that here. But I, I do want to get your thoughts, obviously, first and foremost. And I'm asking everybody this. Uh, coming off the Super Bowl, D-Gun. Yeah. When you see the teams there and the Los Angeles Rams taking things home, but the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, two years off, a two-win season, mm-hmm. different pass. Did you learn anything about how to get to the Super Bowl that you can relate to this Philadelphia Eagles team and where they are right now? Well, when you look at this Rams team, very similar to what the uh, New England Patriots uh, patented for decades in terms of they didn't care about draft picks. If you had a player out there that was a proven commodity that fit your scheme, uh, they would plug and play. They would give up first round picks, second round picks. They didn't care. And it worked for the New England Patriots. And I'm surprised more teams didn't try to emulate that along the way. Some did, but many did not. Uh, But it just didn't work for other teams like it did for New England. But you look at what the Rams were able to do. I mean, they go out. It started with Jalen Ramsey. Then they had Von Miller, you know, uh, Odell Beckham. You know, uh, it just kept going on and on. They just say, you know what? We're in it to win it now. And it worked for them. They make a trade for Matthew Stafford, who was lost in obscurity in Detroit. You put him in uh, Sean McVay's system. And you put the right pieces around him, and, and all of a sudden, Matthew Stafford is now being talked about. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? <laughs> you know, and you look at the way Cincinnati did it, and it proves that if you can find the right, if you can find the right quarterback, the f- franchise quarterback, and you put the necessary pieces around him, building this team the right way, sprinkling in a few. Uh, free agents here and there, you can also find a good measure of success. You look at their drafts. You know, the prime example is they get the quarterback in Joe Burrow. Then the next year they go and get his former teammate, Jamar Chase. And what an electric duo that turned out to be. And they built the defense the right way. So it's two folds. It's just how organizations 
feel like they want to structure their future. It, it just goes to show you that you don't have to wait three to five years anymore. And we've talked about this time and time again. You don't have to wait three to five years anymore for players to develop, to be considered a contender. You know, and, and the two finalists showed that the two different methods of getting to the ultimate game uh, is tried and proven. The gun, um, since John brought up the Super Bowl, let me follow up with, you believe anything Sean McVay says about walking away? <laughs> that at age 35, it's time for him to unwind and be more of a fan. He's not even married, let alone he's have kids. He's not married, though. He's not he's even married, married yet, and he's got to be thinking about his family. Come on, was that the best leverage play you've ever seen in your life? You know what? What, what is he, 36 years old? 36. Yeah. You've spent the bulk of your career moving around. You know, you look at most of these coaches – they make, what, 10, 11 moves to get to where they want to go to be what they want to be in this game. And at the tender age of 36, he already has a Super Bowl trophy. And if he is competitive as I think he is, he wants to build that legacy. He wants to be mentioned maybe one day in the same breath as a, a Vince Lombardi, uh, a Tom Landry, a Don Shula, a Chuck Knoll. You know, but to do that, you're going to have to put in time, a Bill Belichick even. You're going to have to put in the time. And I, I, I agree with you, Jody. I think that's more so of a leverage play more so than anything else. Um, but I don't think he needs much, much leverage now to get what he wants from the Rams after what yeah. he's been able to do in yeah. a short amount of time. And by the way, guys, uh, Veronica Komen, who is Sean, Sean's uh, uh, fiance, and if you don't know her, look her up and thank me later. But uh, I will <laughs> say that. She let the cat out of the bag today. She said, no, he's not retiring. So right. it was right. a complete leverage play. But I will say this, Deacon. You know, John John Madden walked away, I think, at 42 uh, as one of the, you know, his winning percentage, outrageous. Right. And one of the great coaches at the time went in the booth, became a bigger icon in the booth yep. than he ever would have been on, on, on the field. And he never came back. Dick Vermeil walked away from for 15 years yeah. before he came back and became a Hall of Fame coach. And correct, congratulations to Dick Vermeil. Um, and even recently, John Gruden, who was a Sean McVay mentor, walked away for about a decade before coming back. I think he's going to walk away at some point, but not until the downturn comes. And then he's going to go in the booth and make all the money. And it's going to be a John Gruden situation where every open job comes up and people are going to say, Sean McVay, Sean McVay, Sean McVay. I could see that sort of unfolding over the years. But right now, two Super Bowls in five years, one Super Bowl championship. I told Jody this, Derek, I'm going to tell you. Five mm -hmm. guys have made two Super Bowls in their first five years. Three of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin is the fourth who will be in the Hall of Fame. Sean's on his way to being in the Hall of Fame. He's not walking away until Aaron Donald walks away and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Then I could see him going to the booth. Well, and, and let's hope uh, when he exits the game as a coach, it doesn't end the way John Gruden's coaching career ended. Wow, yeah. You know, um, but, you, you know, I agree. I agree. You know, what a legacy would be for him if he could walk away in his early to mid 40s, satisfied with what he's accomplished as a coach. 
a head coach in the National Football League, something that would only be equaled by the likes of a Bill Belichick. You know, but I think Sean McVay loves the game too much. He loves being around the guys, loves coaching guys, loves strategizing. Um, he's still a baby in this league. You know, we look at this league and it's getting younger and younger every year with coaches in a lot of ways. Everybody's looking for the next boy wonder to come out of the coaching ranks in the National Football League. Um, and I think Sean McVay, he's in a great spot. He's in a land of make-believe, first of all. He's in a dream job. He's on the West Coast, warm weather, Southern California. Every game, he's got multitudes of stars at his game. He's got a high-profile team. Uh, you know, he's been to two Super Bowls in five years as a head coach, and he's very, he's, he's in line poised to be in a, in a few more Super Bowls before it's all said and done. What more could you ask for? There's no pressure on him except putting the pressure on himself to win. You know, he's done the ultimate already. He's given that area, which is a fan of transient fans. You know, we don't really know how many Los Angeles Ram fans there really are, yeah. you know, None. out there. If you, you look know. at the parade. Uh, yeah, they all come yeah. out They all come out of the woodwork when the games are big. Right. You know, they all want to be seen then. But he's in a great situation right now. New stadium, a coach that basically gives him what he wants. Um, so w- why would you want to walk away with that? You look at a lot of coaches, their, their careers end in frustration. They move around, they bounce around, they have mediocre success. Many coaches never get to a Super Bowl. Here is this guy, 36 years old. He's already been to two. He's in the perfect situation for himself. And when he decides to walk away from the game, it's because he no longer feels like, I agree with you, John. It's because he no longer feels he has anything to accomplish or wants to coach anymore. That's the only way I see him walking away. Unless that situation in Los Angeles drastically takes a turn for the worse, that's the only way he walks away from the game. D Gun, I want to tap into your con- uh, closeness with the Eagles and your contact with the Eagles. Season over and done with. Make the playoffs. Tank the last game. Go down to Tampa. Got beat, but made the playoffs when most people didn't think that was a possibility this year. No, you have personal relationships with several of the Eagle players that have been around for a uh, while. Give me the feeling from the Eagle players that you know that you can get a good enough grasp on on how they think the season went. Big part of that being Nick Sirianni as their new head coach for a year, how they felt about the job Sirianni did. More positive, more question marks, more negative from the guys that you know that you could have uh, had a chance to communicate with, text, whatever else since the season ended. What's the feeling in the Eagles right now on their situation? Definitely more positive. When you consider how this season started, and where it could have gone. I mean, this thing could have been a disaster. Um, and all of a sudden it turned around and the Eagles were relevant again. And people began looking at this Eagles team as a sleeper. And all of a sudden they started mowing people down. You know, they ran right through the number one, number five, and number six rushing defenses in the National Football League with, with a team that was depleted in talent in a lot of different ways. You know, uh, did they make mistakes along the way? Yes. Did they show deficiencies along the way? Yes. But the bottom line is they rallied to have a winning season and get in the back door to playoffs. Now, obviously, once they got in the playoffs, it was quite evident there's a big separation between the one through six seeds and that number seven seed. But the bottom line is they got a lot of young talent, some valuable experience in terms of crunch situations and being in pressure pack situations and getting a feel for what it's like to be in the playoffs. If Howie Roseman strategically continues to build in this thing, and I mean by way of free agency as well as the draft, 
you know, it's not like they have to rebuild. They're retooling in a lot of ways. Do they need a few more pieces? Yes. You know, Brandon Brooks now uh, has retired, uh, but they feel they have the offensive lineman. In play. As crazy as it seems, they feel they have the offensive lineman in-house to continue this thing. And who can argue with them? When you look at how many chess pieces they moved around throughout the course of this season, and they had a few moments of weaknesses, but the run machine still kept mowing people down. So Jeff Stoutland, kudos to him, who I think is finally getting his just due as one of the best offensive line coaches in the National Football League, what he's able to do in terms of being a miracle miracle worker with young offensive linemen. They do need another wide receiver. They do need some linebackers, another young cornerback back there. But those are pieces they can acquire. Howie Roseman is one of the best in the game when it comes to free agency. You know, he's, we all agree he still makes your, your heart skip a beat when it comes to drafting. But when it comes to free agency, Howie's one of the best in the game at plugging in pieces here and there. And now that they're they out from under uh, Brandon Brooks' uh, cap number, they're out from, from under the Carson Wentz dark cloud, the salary cap is going to be something like $208 million. Right now they're sitting at $22-plus million uh, in cap space. They're in a good position right now with a three-draft. They have 10 overall draft picks, three first-round draft picks. They can parlay into something they really want. I don't think they'll go to the extreme that the Rams did to build this team, but I do think they have enough weapons to build this team and make this team a viable entity in 2022 and beyond. You know, you mentioned the salary cap space and and getting under uh, out from under the Carson Wentz cloud D gun and the three first round picks and Howie Roseman deserves credit for that. Uh, We always talk about the quarterback position and Jalen hurts. And I think Jalen, is a very young player. We've yes. talked about it on this show. Still a lot of room to develop. We all know his work ethic. But I want to I want to take this angle with you, D okay. because you have those three first round picks. Right. Does it create a sense of urgency to make a decision at that position if you can go get a Russell Wilson? And there's so many hurdles. We don't even know if he wants to play here. We don't know if Seattle wants to trade him. But you're not always going to have three first-round picks. You're right. not always going to have that optionality, as Sam Hinkie used to call it. They have optionality now. Does that create a sense of urgency at the game's most important position? I, I, I think to a certain degree um, it does. But I also would say this, John. I believe that, that Jalen deserves at least one more year in Nick Sirianni's system to grow a little bit more. We look at how Sirianni streamlined that offense when they made the transition starting with the Detroit game, and they basically took the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands and relied on the offensive line and their trio of running backs to to, to, to get the job done. And I think Jalen played a more comfortable game, game. Did he still stumble along the way? Yes. Now, if there's a Russell Wilson out there and you can get him here, but I don't think you can get a Russell Wilson here, If I'm Russell Wilson and I'm looking at the current state of this team, do I want to be a part of a retooling process? I would want to go somewhere that has more of a complete team. You know, it gives me a chance to win now at this stage of his career. What is Russell now, 33, 34? 33 years old. I want to go somewhere where I, I have more complete entities that can help me get back in the big game a lot sooner rather than later. Um and I think Howie has to be careful because if you spend two first-round picks to get a Russell Wilson in here, how how is that helping you build this team? You know, everybody wants to build this team through youth, except the Rams. 
you know, how is that helping you build this team? And Eagles, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie have told us they want to build this team. We want to get younger to get better. Well, that goes completely away from what, what he's telling us in terms of how he wants to build this team. So they do have an arsenal of weapons to build this team the right way. Now, you look at their draft from last year. I thought it was a great draft. When you look at the pieces they got in the draft last year, we were all wondering, what the heck is he doing drafting Landon Dickerson? The guy with a bum knee, it plugged the kid in. He had a couple of rough moments early on. Turned out to be solid at the left guard once they shifted him from right to left. You know, Kenneth Gainwell. You know, you look at the pieces they got in this draft. You know, um, so how he hit, he hit a home run last year in terms of draft picks. Can he do it again? If he kept those three draft picks, it's imperative. They get a minimum of two starters out of that first round and a significant contributor with the third pick in that first round as well. It, that's imperative. You know, if he can do that, you know, then they're on the right course. But in terms of using all of your draft capital to get that, that one quarterback in here and still have needs in other positions, you, then you have to wonder how does that affect you being able to bring in a nice compliment for Devonta Smith, the wide receiver, or maybe bring in a proven but yet low commodity cornerback to go opposite of a Darius Slay. I mean that that's a that's a interesting um, uh, formula for Howie to look at and, and try to try to make that thing a realization. He got no, you got to run shortly, but I do want to get you on the record on this one. We had Mark and Frank on earlier. And he gave us an interesting theory. Want yours? How could the marriage between Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts go so bad so fast? Well, it, it, it to me, it, it, it looks like um, Carson Wentz wasn't exactly what they thought he was. It, it wasn't what Frank Reich uh, said he was. Um, you know, that team, the Colts, had everything they needed to be a a, a lethal team. You know, a good defense, great running game, good receivers, one of the best offensive lines in the game, and the quarterback faltered down the stretch. I look at some of the throws he made down the stretch, and it was like horrendous, some of his play down the stretch. So I I think the Indianapolis Colts are now sitting back saying, wait a minute, this is not the guy we thought we were getting. This is not the Carson Wentz of 2017, Frank, that that you tutored and nurtured. And, and, and help build into almost the MVP of the league in 2017. You know, and maybe there's more flaws to Carson Wentz's game that were ever known by a lot of us that are starting to surface now. You know, and, you know, who knows? Maybe Carson's maybe Carson's head is, is not where it should be to play at the high level, to be considered a franchise quarterback uh, for a team like the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, you hear all the rumors about how the Colts may want to you know, uh, part ways with Carson Wentz now after just one season. Well, you know, there's a lot of money involved here, you know, so you can say what you want to yeah. say. We all know where rumors come from, you know, say what you want to say. But I think, um, you know, Frank Reich is going to have to justify, you know, swaying the ownership to bring Carson in for at least one more year. But, but Carson Wentz showed a lot of flaws in his game in 2021. Last one for me, D-Gun, because you do have to run. Our old buddy Doug Peterson lands in Jacksonville. Um, not the best reputation from an organizational standpoint, but I got to tell you, as a coach, we just talked about Carson Wentz, the old quarterback incubator, D Gun. They called it when Doug was here with Frank Reich and John right. Filippo. Now he's got Trevor Lawrence, and that's got a bigger ceiling than even Carson Wentz before the injuries. And it's going to be Press Taylor and Mike McCoy. 
is Doug set up for success on the first coast of Florida? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, you already have the quarterback in place. You know, I know a lot of people out there um, are not high on the guy who pulls the strings, uh, Trent Balky, down there uh, in Jacksonville. I think if they let Doug have input in how he wants to uh, orchestrate the team, type of players he wants to bring into that organization, I think Doug could find a good measure of success down there. But if he encounters a lot of interference, as he did here, um, after the Super Bowl, after his Super Bowl year, then it could be a very tumultuous situation down there for him. I think Doug is great in terms of nurturing quarterbacks, you know, especially a young quarterback. I think he's got a great uh, young quarterback down there in Trevor Lawrence, you know, who wants to win desperately, is not used to losing more games than he wins in a season. They just have to build that thing the right way. They've got some decent pieces down there. They just have to keep adding to it. You know, and, and if they if they allow Doug to have the input that he wants to build the team the way he wants to, I think Doug Peterson, I don't know if he can get to a Super Bowl with Jacksonville, but I do think he can turn that team around into a, a, a solid playoff contending team. All right, last thing, D-Gun, and that's a yeah. promise. I'm sorry I haven't checked your social media in a while. That's all right. What'd you barbecue on Super Bowl Sunday? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, we had uh, did some ribs. Uh, did some chicken thighs, and then I did uh, some beef sausage. Initially, I said, I'm not barbecuing anything. I'm just going to do some burgers, sit in front of the TV by myself and watch yeah. the game. But, you know, what's funny was at our church, they were having this big chili cook-off, and everybody was coming in to prepare their chili. And so my pastor asked me, his, are you coming to the chili cook-off? Do you cook just? So first of all, I'm not a chili expert. He says, are you coming? You can be one of the judges. I said, I'm not coming. I won't be there. He goes, why? I said, because whenever my wife has conned me into either hosting a Super Bowl party or to go to a Super Bowl party, everybody wants to walk in front of the TV. Nobody's really watching the game. Everybody wants to talk. Or the people who sit next to you want you to sit there and analyze plays with them or tell them what you see. And I'm thinking, I don't want to talk about the game. I just want to watch the game. <laughs> so I said, this, this particular Super Bowl, I'm going to sit here by myself, maybe grill a burger and call it a day. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> my wife my wife decided she wasn't going back. She stayed home. My oldest daughter, son-in-law, and seven-month-old um, granddaughter and seven-year-old grandson decided to come over. My, <laughs> my, my other daughter who and son-in-law who lives here with their three-year-old son, um, they decided to stay home. And then my uh, son, my son's girlfriend came over. Plus, we have three dogs. The two little dogs are always trying to kill the big dog. So they have to intertwine every now and then. So here's what I did. In my family room, the TV's on the wall. Everybody had the couch and the floor. I went outside to my garage, grabbed me one of my big beach chairs. I sat behind everybody up against the wall. And I had the time of my life. I watched the game in peace. Everybody ate well. And very few people bothered me. And I even got to watch the halftime show. So it was one of the best Super Bowls I've watched in a long time. He enjoyed it, but he also did some cooking. Because yes, the family said, Dad, we need you on the key. Yes, Get out yes, there and yes. make some grub for us on Super Bowl Sunday. Glad you uh, got the apron on and then were able to kick back and enjoy. We enjoyed having you here with us today. Check them out on Gun on One, the Jacob Media uh, postgame show, which I'm sure the gun will be part of again next year. He jumps on 97.5 The Fanatic all the time. 
our pal D Gun here with us. D Gun, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me on. Thanks, D Gun. Derek Gun here with us on Birds 365. All right, J Mac and J Mac, we still got a solid quarter of an hour to go. Uh, a couple more things we can sink our teeth into before we wrap up the return edition of Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Mac and Mac are back. You're up for 365. We thank all our uh, loyal guys for streaming on in. Not as big numbers from when the Eagles were going into a playoff game. Can't believe that the number of streamers are actually down. Well, uh, yes, we can. Uh, oh, by the way, hit that like button. I haven't said it once today. Shame on me. Hit that like button. Make sure since you're back here on Bird 365, you've been checking in the last couple of days. When's McMullen and McDonald come back? When did McMullen? Yeah, I'm I'm back? pretty impressed. Uh, the streaming numbers are are pretty solid compared to where we were pre, which I was concerned there might be a drop off because we took a week off. So I'm I'm thankful for all the loyal listeners. 
We are down from where we were when the Eagles were getting ready to play the box, but those weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, about the same. So if you're tuned in, thank you much. Feel free to hit the like button, help out with our algorithm, whatever the hell that means. Uh, but we'll be here with, for you guys tomorrow and then all next week and the week after that and the week after that. All right, J-Mac, I want to run something by you. A hypothetical question, because you know I love my hypothetical question. A staple of doing sports talk or YouTube talk, whatever you want to call it. We do here on Birds 365. Um, I asked a question on WIP the other night because the Eagle quarterback situation is something that will stay in the conversation uh, until free agency, until deals are done all the way through the draft. Um, so I specifically put out a question about if you could trade three first-round draft picks, which, by the way, I think is going to be the going cost for Russell Wilson, for uh, Aaron Rodgers. None of us know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Uh, there are reports that the some of the suits have been settled and they're still going to, uh, and it's next month, uh, or is it later this month when the first case is supposed to hit for Deshaun Watson? Was it late February or early March? Or early March? Uh, he can now be later? deposed. Uh, he had, and last I checked, 18 of 22 agreed to settle on their four holdouts. Uh, right. And we don't know the details of the settlement. Don't know if we're going to know the details of the settlement, but some people, and I've taken enough calls on this over the last... They want no part of Deshaun Watson, whether the court cases are settled or not. Um, some people just don't want him. But then again, the Eagles took Michael Vick in, who I couldn't ever bring myself to root for after he his uh, exploits. The only reason why I would even root for him is because he did his crime and he did his time. And I appreciate that. And someone should always get a yeah. uh, second chance. It just doesn't mean I have to root for him. Um, but uh, taking the three quarterbacks the Eagles could acquire aside, I put this out there because my buddy Rick Saratella, who we'll probably have on in the next couple of weeks leading up to the Combine, um, my favorite draft guy at NFL Draft Bible, I said, give me your rankings as of right now. Top players, positionless, doesn't matter. It's not a mock draft. Just your prospect rankings per grade. How do you have the guys in the league? He had at quarterback, the number one guy, Kenny Pickett, rated as the 15th ranked prospect in this draft. That's better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. The Philadelphia Eagles draft 15th. So if it is drafted just purely by prospect rating, he would be on the board when they came up at number 15. If the Eagles have their choice of any quarterback in the draft. Now, if you're asking me to predict and project, yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think a quarterback's going to go. Certainly one's going to go in the top 10, may go top five. There'll probably be at least two off the board before the Eagles go at number 15 if they stay at number 15. But for the sake of conversation, hypothetical, fit the criteria any way you want. Uh, the Eagles will have their choice of quarterback in this year draft at number 15. Don't have to move up. Don't have to combine picks. Don't have to do anything else other than sit there at number 15 and take whatever quarterback they want. Two questions for you, John McMullen. Should they? Will they take a quarterback at number 15? Should they? Um, I will say they should. 
at one of the three picks, 15, 16, 19, if you're going to take three picks, um, will they? Probably not. Um, but again, it all depends on evaluation of a particular player. Here's my, my people. My, my point has been, I think people have closed this Avenue too quickly in the fact that, and I kind of mentioned this with Derek Gunn and Martin as well. When I talk about the sense of urgency of having these three first round picks, you don't always have three first round picks. It's not a common occurrence. You have to take advantage of that type of situation. Now, mainly I was talking about trading for a veteran quarterback, but it could also be just taking a quarterback. You have the luxury of saying, guess what? Hey, Jalen Hurts might be the answer. He's still a, a developing player. But guess what? Let's get another dart. Let's take Kenny Pickett. He's there. Let's take Kenny Pickett. And if Jalen isn't the guy, maybe Kenny is. If Kenny's the guy, maybe Jalen isn't. Then you have two shots. You have two whacks. You have two darts to throw at the uh, the dartboard. And, oh, by the way, you still can get an edge rusher in a corner or a wide receiver Whatever else you want to do, a playmaker, you have this unique situation. But again, it's the, this assumption that, well, we can kick the can down the road, and if Jalen doesn't prove to be the guy, we'll just go get a quarterback in 2023. Not that easy. When you have all these extra assets, and if that's how the board unfolds, as you described it, and by the way, Jody, I agree with you. You know how this happens. Quarterbacks get pushed up the board. Oh, yeah. Because quarterback team, desperate teams get desperate, and they're going to be there. So maybe it doesn't even un unfold that way. But I got to tell you, because Kenny Pickett's my favorite quarterback in the draft, and it's still early in the process. But if he's there at in the 15, 16, 19 range, I'd take a swing. And the reason that I think, and again, it all comes down to your opinion of Jalen Hurts and different Eagle fans have different opinions of Jalen Hurts. We just ran down the NFL's ranking of the quarterbacks in the league this past year, what they achieved. He's number 17, dead in the middle almost. That's not terrible. So if you talk about teams that are quarterback desperate, uh, for people who say, what do you mean? How can the Eagles, they're quarterback desperate. Oh, there are teams that are more quarterback desperate than the Eagles who either are in that mix between 1 and 14 or could easily trade up into a spot above the Eagles at number 14, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who miraculously somehow were ranked above the Eagles on ESPN's power rankings during this offseason. Who would you rather have, Jalen Hurts or Mason Rudolph? Yeah, give me Jalen Hurts. So it's not as desperate, but it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun being able to talk about it on a day in. Day and we, we alluded a little bit to Kyler Murray. He's got to enter the conversation as well now. Um, I don't know how serious that fracture is going to get in Arizona. You mentioned Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins with a new coach being announced today in Minnesota. He might enter the conversation. And by the way, he could be the next Matthew Stafford. Look, if you put... Kirk Cousins in a situation, what the Rams did with Matthew Stafford, you might be in that type of situation. There is going to be 
a lot of quarterback movement in the NFL this offseason. Uh, a lot you, of you 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 mentioned him. You a cousins guy? Would you I, not would you not pull the little hair you have left out if the Eagles went out and got Matt uh, Kirk Cousins? I I do not think it would be a good move. I think he's I think he's a better quarterback than people think. I think he's, um, but you have to have everything around him. You know, you have to you have to he's do got what dynamite weapons in Minnesota, and he hasn't won diddly with them. Yeah, but he's got a terrible offensive line, and even though, um. He has a terrible offensive line. He still um, puts up incredible numbers. Um, yeah, he's better than people think. But no, I wouldn't advocate. I'm just throwing him in the mix as another quarterback that could be on the move. Um, who's, you know, a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? No, but he's good. Um, and, you know, he's that high volume passer that would make uh, receivers happy. Uh, and 4,000 yards, 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 touchdowns. Very consistent, accurate throwing the football. But everything's got to be in place. And that's why we brought up the Rams and how they built their team. There are other ways to do it. And you can turn things around quickly and build your team the correct way and say, guess what? I don't want the uncertainty of draft. Well, you know, forget about quarterbacks, Jody. What about trading those draft picks for demonstrated performance like Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham Jr. and Matthew Stafford and on and on and on and on. Guys who have performed at a high level, and that's what I'm talking about with the Rams. Yeah, but that's something. If you're just handicapping the guy in charge, Howie Roseman's never done No, it's not going to happen, He's but it's interesting He's never traded draft picks for proven players. Draft no. picks and for then, other no, draft picks year to year. Howie's real good at that, but he has never used draft picks to go out and get a proven veteran at a position other than quarterback. So I think it's highly unlikely. And I agree, it. and few people do it, but I think less need. And and he's the Rams GM. Um, more people should think the way less need thinks because uncertainty is uncertainty. And we we know data wise, basically a first round pick in this league, 50-50 shot versus and I'll use Jalen Ramsey as the best indication, you know. I don't know. People it's strange in a league that gauges everything on performance, doesn't value demonstrated performance. It's strange to me. It's always yeah. been strange to me. And it shouldn't be uh, the other thing you got to take into consideration, of course, is salary in a salary cap league. And the Rams did a real nice job of managing their salary cap this year. And that's why they are the Super Bowl champions. All right, J-Mac, look at the clock. Tells me <coughs> I'm getting we all choked up. We're back up. Here. We got to put a bow on the show. You are. We're it's done. Yeah, we're done. First... It says 10 o'clock, which means we logged two hours. And unfortunately, we are out of time. But here's the good news. We'll be right back here in 22 hours. Chris Landry, friend of the show. Had him on way back in the summer. Good dude. Uh, former NFL scout. ChrisLandry.com is going to hop aboard with us tomorrow. Uh, look forward to talking to him because we've got only 11 days until the combine. Yes, the offseason is well underway. 
Find it good to see your smiling face. Uh, have some chicken soup or something, okay? Yeah, I got to. And thanks for carrying me through it. And also game day Kratz. No game, but Ed Kratz is going to be with us tomorrow as well. Eddie Kratz and Chris Landry will join us tomorrow right here on Birds 365. Thanks, everybody. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.